Welcome to the Her Vibe is Pretty podcast, where you'll be guided on how to step up into your evolved woman, design your dream life, and start living it. Let's get vibey. What's up, Pretty Vibe Tribe? Welcome back to another episode of Her Vibe is Pretty. Today, we have a special guest co-host on the show. Jamie, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You guys. So you might have seen Jamie and I. So we are friends. We're peers, friends, all of the above from a couple of years ago. We both went through a certification program together. And lately we've been doing Wednesday morning coffee chats. So some of you may be familiar with Jamie already. If you join us live or watch the replays of those coffee chats on Wednesdays. So that is this Jamie, same Jamie, <laughs> same Jamie. And we actually chose our topic today for this episode with Jamie and Mary based on a topic Jamie and I discussed in one of our coffee chats, which was what were we talking about? Like, I think it was more so geared toward like trolls and haters. Yeah. Yeah. It was right after um, one of your reels went viral and you were yeah. experience, you were like going through it and yes. we were just, that's why we decided to talk about that. Right. And Mary has also dealt with this as well, but today we thought that, and maybe you've dealt with trolls and haters on social media. Maybe you've dealt with online bullying. Maybe you haven't, maybe you've just encountered mean people in life, rude people, whether that's family or friends or acquaintances, maybe it's rude people. I remember like bitches in high school. I was so mean in high school and, or maybe it's like in college. I mean, there are mean people all over the world. That's just the reality of it. So I know that all of you have encountered this at one point or another. So we thought that we would discuss how to deal with that today because it does not feel good when somebody's being rude or mean to you or like intentionally trying to make you feel bad about something or about yourself. Mm-hmm. So Jamie and Mary and I today are going to share some of our stories and give you guys examples of this happening in real life, in our lives. And then we're going to teach you how we flow through it and how we continue to flow through it. Yeah, this is such a juicy topic. And I think now more than ever, because it is one thing like in life, you're going to come across people who are mean, who are rude to you, who want to put you down and bring you down. Mm -hmm. But those people tend to be kind of few and far between, you know, you'll, you'll come across them, but you can also like kind of avoid them Mm -hmm. and then introduce the online space. And now it is easier than ever to be mean, to troll, to insult, to bring someone down, throw politics in the mix, throw current events in the mix, throw COVID in the mix. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we are dealing with next level of all of these things as a society. And I know that all three of us work very hard on our mental health, on our internal beliefs, on ourselves. It's something that we not only do in our careers, but also in our personal lives. Like we we want to become the best version of ourselves, And I know that all three of us have really struggled with this when it's come up yeah. because it doesn't feel good. Well, and even, and you, go ahead. Even if you, even if you do that work, it still stings. Yeah. And there are different shifts mentally that I know I've had to take over the last few years, having an online business and coming across these kind of people, mm-hmm. um, that have helped a lot. And I think that's, you know, what we want to share today. Yeah. Well, I think you bring up a really interesting point that is just now coming to me with what you said with bringing in this online space. So as you mentioned before, these people tend to be few and far between, and you can really usually avoid them. 
And then there's the online space that you really can't avoid it, especially if you are a business owner or an influencer, or even if you're not. But what you just said, Mary, brings up this point that the online space actually is making it more likely that the people you know in real life who you don't usually avoid could start treating you like this because of your beliefs. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. right now we are still dealing with COVID and there's like a lot of politics stuff happening in the world. And so you could be talking about that or your views or your opinions online and maybe a family member sees it and then they choose to treat you differently or poorly next time they see you. So I feel like it's more likely than ever that because, and I mean, when I eventually share my example, I feel like, cause I'm dealing with something very recent with family. And I feel that what my family sees me posting online, this specific group of individuals, it's not my entire family, but it's just these, this certain group of cousins who have been treating me really poorly or who treated me really poorly recently. And I have a feeling like an intuition that maybe part of their lens and part of their actions is because of what they see me posting online. So it's like the two are so connected. Right. Yeah. I think I I really like what you guys have to say. And the online space just opens this. It exposes you to so many people that you wouldn't have exposure to if if it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're a business owner, even if you're not like in the world that we live in today with like reels. And if you're like being creative, like if it's catchy, if people watch it, you're going to like experience like this, like onslaught of attention that you wouldn't usually have. So you're going to find people that it lands with, and you're going to find people that it doesn't. And, and it's just, it's a completely different world than we lived in five, 10, 15 years ago when this didn't exist. It's so much easier to just like get on your keyboard and like be an asshole to someone than it is to like be to someone's face. I mean, and you'll find people that'll do both, but I feel like it's, it's so much easier when there's that you're a screen apart versus being face to face. So, and that's funny that you say that about, cause I had a, a real one time go viral. And the way that I knew it went viral was I checked and I had like all of these comment notifications. I was like, what is happening? Like, Ooh, my videos are, you know, going big. And then I'm like reading these. I'm like, what is this? This is not my normal comments. I didn't even, I had to literally, this is like going to make me sound old, but I had to Google what some of these like things meant because I'm like, I don't understand what this emoji combo means. I've had to do that too. Yeah. I've done that many times. I feel like trolls have their own language. I really do. They have probably do. There's probably like a troll club somewhere. They're like, let's put these together and go around and post them all over. But it's crazy. And I just want to add one other thing that's coming to mind. And then let's dive into some examples. But this kind of goes hand in hand, even with just kind of saying like the online space is magnified. Mm -hmm. That's why cancel culture is a thing right now. You know, you can so quickly get on that bandwagon. And I know like I'll hear about something where it's like, oh, this celebrity cheated on this celebrity and everyone's like mad at the person that cheated. And then I'll go to their page because I'm a creep and like, want to see the juice. I'm not going to contribute, but I just want to see what's happening. And yes, I will like read the comments and be like, oh my gosh, this poor person is like getting all these snake emojis or like all these terrible barf emojis and like all these mean things that people are saying. And it just can spiral. Yeah. So that's a little bit deeper than what we're dealing with and chatting about today, but yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm just going to piggyback for one second. I, um, it's funny because, uh, my sister-in-law sent me a post that was like really not controversial at all. 
on like really any front. And I opened it and I went to the comments because I just, I don't know. That's like my, I, I, I just knew, like I had an intuitive, like knowing, and it was so negative and it was so bad. So it almost feels like no matter what you say, mm-hmm. something's going to happen. So even if you don't experience this on like a, a big grandiose scale, like it's, it's going to be present. It's going to be there for you. So I think you'll learn a lot for sure. And whether you're dealing with it, like I said, online or not in line. And I, I think I'm bringing this up again, just because it's so active for me dealing with it in real life with literal family members. There are going to be people who love you and support you. And in whether they're in alignment with your values and your beliefs and what you're speaking about online or not, there will be humans who will love you unconditionally, no matter what, who will be able to be open-minded enough to accept you, even if your beliefs are different. And then there are just people who aren't going to, there are people who are not going to like you or believe in your beliefs. And like, not just you, me too. Like I've had to come to this realization. So has Mary, so has Jamie, there are going to people who just don't agree with you and it's part of life. So I really think like a big theme that we're going to hear today is really just acceptance. I think like that's the first part of all of this is just accepting that we are never, ever going to be liked by every single person. Mm-hmm. We're never all going to agree ever. So mm-hmm. step yeah. one is accepting. Yeah if, yeah. if that's the goal, like you need to reevaluate. And yeah, I mean, as like someone who is still very much a people pleaser in a lot of ways and something that I'm working on. I went into my business wanting to please everyone, wanting to make everyone like me and be friends with me and follow me and do things, you know, let's be besties. And it's like, that's just not a realistic goal. And you're only setting yourself up for disaster and let down. And it's not necessary. Like when you really stop and think about it, do you really, really want everyone to like you? Like how exhausting would that be? Oh, no. Yeah, guys, like what I think, like to piggyback on the acceptance thing is we are here like, uh, and I feel like this will land with your audience. I feel like I can say this. Your soul came here to experience resistance. Like your soul did not come here so that everybody would always agree with you. Like mm-hmm. that, like that tension and that resistance, like helps you grow and evolve yes. as a person, as a soul. Yep. So like, like Mary said, like if your goal is to be liked by everyone and have the same opinion as everyone, like we need to reevaluate like what your like what do you want? Like what do you want from this life? Because I I I think that your audience and a lot of people that will be listening to this are very growth oriented. Growth mm-hmm. doesn't happen without that resistance. Right. right. Yeah, you'll spin your wheels yeah. and get nowhere. <laughs> this is so good already. All right. Yeah, I want to talk about some juicy examples. Yeah. Who wants to start? Okay. Oh, go, 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 go. <laughs> I had about a hundred examples. So I'll start with one and we'll see where we go. Okay. Um, okay. So I want to share the one that Sarah and I kind of experienced together. You might know where I'm going with this. I so I created a free training to grow your Instagram audience. And I just shared some of the top tips that I used when I started growing my business that like really helped me um, grow my, you know, following on Instagram. So I create this like 10 minute training video and mind you, I'm like not used to making these kind of videos. It was very, um, kind of sloppy and perfect, but I was cool with it and just went with it. So I send this email out to the people that wanted the email and I'm like getting a couple of responses back that are like, this is so helpful. Thank you so much. And then I get an email back 
this is something along the lines of, I can't even believe what I'm watching. This is so terrible. I think I just threw up in my mouth watching this. Cringe. And I was literally, we were about to record a podcast, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. And I got the message and I was like, and like all the feelings came in. Like my heart started racing. I felt like the pit in my stomach, like just almost embarrassed and shame that I like sent this cringy video to all these people. And it's funny too that, and I want to point this out in hindsight, looking back on it, it's funny because I got more emails from people saying, thank you. This was so helpful. Mm -hmm. Yet somehow I've forgotten about all of those. And I just honed in on this one bitch that, (laughs) that like ruined my day. I mean, we had to like pause and take a moment. I was like, Sarah, help walk me through this. (laughs) And so what we ended up doing and Sarah remind, I might forget some details. So if you remember anything, add them in, but I think we basically paused. I was like, okay, I'm not going to mention this on the podcast because it just happened. We are just pressing record. Like I need to process this a little bit more before I speak to it. And then I waited a little while. And then that afternoon I responded with kindness, firm kindness. Yeah. And it wasn't fake kindness. I think that's, I I actually, I feel like we've talked about this maybe at one point. It wasn't because you can respond from, I remember the quote, um, kill him with kindness, but it was so fake. Like I would kill somebody with kindness and a smile. And it was so fake. Like yours wasn't right. kindness. Like you took the time to, to chill, to like work through it yourself. And the kindness you responded from was like a genuine heart centered kindness. Yeah. Which I think it's really important to note that. Exactly. And that, that's kind of, I'm, I'm using the word like a firm kindness because yeah. I wasn't like, Oh, Hey girlfriend, right. Hey girl. Like, yeah. no, I was like, Hey, thanks for watching the video. I'm sorry that it made you feel ill, but I try not to get caught up in perfection. I know it was not a perfect video, but you know what? Take messy action. Like that's my motto. Mm -hmm. So I hope you're feeling better. I remember I ended it with that. Firm kindness with a tad bit of sarcasm because you have to, right? (laughs) And I got a response almost immediately. It was beautiful. And she was like, I am so sorry. She goes, I did not mean to send that to you, which I don't know if that makes it better or worse, <laughs> but meant to send that to someone else, sent it to me. She goes, you are so right. Like that's very low of me to have done that. And I appreciate your response here. And like, I am genuinely so sorry for that. And I think I just left it at that. I don't think I responded back. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't, but it was it was interesting to see a very rude and mean, no matter who you're saying it to, mean thing that you're going to say about someone else. And then to respond with that firm kindness, genuine kindness, and not be like, fuck you, you know, which is what I wanted to say. Like that's, you know, your gut just wants to be like, hurt them back, right? Like one of my, I don't want to say my favorite quotes, but a quote that I remind myself of often is hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And I'm a perfect example of that. She hurt me and I wanted to hurt her back. Yeah. But I didn't. I took that moment to pause and process and then respond from that loving place. That's like, thank you. Like, here's where I'm coming from. And like, I'm sorry that you found it so revolting (laughs) Um, to then get a kind response back. Right. 
So I think that's the biggest thing is like, it's so easy to want to just snap back and to hurt that person back. Mm -hmm. And that's not, has not always been easy for me. Like, trust me, like if you flash back a few years, I mean, you can ask my husband (laughs) back in the day, like, no, I would hurt you back. Like that was what I would do. And guess what? It never led anywhere good. It never made anything better. It never made me feel better. Maybe for like a second while I'm like in the heat of the moment. Yeah. But like the second after that, I feel like shit again because I was so mean and impulsive and reactive instead of taking that time to pause and breathe. And like that, I'm almost done with my tangent. (laughs) That was one of the biggest lessons that yoga taught me was to pause and breathe. Like when things get hard, when you're like moving fast and flowing and your heart is racing and you're sweating and like it's intense to breathe deep in those situations that literally transformed my life. Like that is a lesson from my yoga practice that has transformed my relationship with myself, my relationship with others. And as I go forward, like handling conflicts mm-hmm. like this one. Yeah. Jane, yeah. I think I, I just want to say like what Mary just said was so spot on, which is like in that moment, you want to snap back. You want to hurt them back. Mm-hmm. And like, that is a protection mechanism friends like that is something that you that you've learned will make you feel better in that moment so like mary said like it didn't make me feel better in the long run but maybe in that moment it made me feel better so you get to learn how to rewire that and like you because that's that's your main objective like your body just wants to get out of the feeling that it is in as fast as possible mm-hmm. and we've learned that like that snarky comment or that sarcastic comment or that quick remark that reaction will make us feel better immediately but then it it comes back around right exactly. so mm-hmm. so just learning to rewire and like mary said like take a minute and breathe mm-hmm. like just take yeah. a pause yeah yeah for sure it's so true what you say too because i was thinking about it for a second i'm like why were we taught that because does it even make you feel better and i i was brought back once again to this past weekend when i'm usually pretty good at this and i'm also human something happened between zach and i and i snapped And I just let it all out and it did feel better temporarily, like in the moment of letting it out, it felt better. But then after that, it just felt like shit. Cause I stayed in that low vibe and I didn't actually fully work through it. I was just reacting from an egoic place. Right. Oh, I'm going to keep recapping this step one. When you deal with mean people, either in person online or somewhere else is accept, just accept that it's going to happen. And step two is to pause, always pause before either reacting or responding. Obviously, we hope that you choose to respond. And I always tell my clients too, whenever they're responding to somebody who's being rude or like when there's a heated conversation going on, pretend your heart literally has a mouth and see if you can respond from that place rather than from the mind and the ego. Like literally just tap into your heart, drop into your heart, pretend it has a mouth and and text from there or type back from there or respond from there. Okay. Who's next? I I think the same. I just want to say one thing. The same thing is true. Um, with the, like pretending your heart has a mouth, like breathe from your heart as well. Mm, Yeah. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Jamie, you want to go next? Yeah, I can go. Okay. This came up for me in like the most recent, like 
biggest way was last April ish. Uh, I started doing reels and as a business owner, you always are like super hopeful. You're like, Oh, this is, I hope this goes viral. I hope this like reaches a lot of people. I did not know what I was asking for um, at the moment that I was wishing for that. But I had a couple of reels go like really, really viral, like almost a million views. And I had, I received so much like hate and just negative comments. And I'll, I'll just kind of recap what it was about. So I'm sure your audience is familiar with conditioning, right? So like, yeah. So the real was about me talking about how my parents telling me to be good when I was a kid has conditioned me to be a people pleaser, to only show the world parts of me, to be a perfectionist, like to hold back the parts of me that are too much or too emotional or too anything. And, um, it was the, the sound was, I think this is affecting me mentally, like long-term this shit is going to fuck with me. And I got so much, so many people were so mad because they were comparing their pain with my pain or other people's, maybe not even their own, their, their conditioning to my conditioning. So it was like things like, um, privilege came up and like how other people have it worse and, and all of these things. And, and I think that's so interesting and, and guys have done so much work on this, like, but I was so triggered. I like couldn't function for like 48 hours. Like I would like go out and live my life, but I would constantly come back to this feeling. And obviously like this takes some time, right? Like a real it's going to live on the internet for a while. And I was not going to take it down because that was, it is my truth. It is my story. Like I don't, I don't succumb to that narrative. Like my power doesn't take away from anybody else's. My pain is not compared to anybody else's, but I was, I was like non-functional for like 48 hours and I journaled and I meditated and I did all of the things. And I'm not saying that those things didn't help because they absolutely did. But I think that the turning point for me was when I brought it to my coach and she helped me hold space for it. Mm -hmm. And I sobbed and I curled up in a ball and I was just I was so devastated. And what I think is important when you receive these comments from other people, be it in real life, be it on the internet, whatever it is, like those comments hurt me so deeply because I already believed that that was true. Like I was already telling myself the story that my pain wasn't good enough, Mm -hmm. that I wasn't hurt enough, that I, my story didn't matter. Like I didn't have it that bad. And so nobody else, like nobody else would ever want to receive guidance from me. Like I was an imposter and I've been telling myself this story for my entire life. Like my whole life, I've been telling myself this. So then when I see it reflected back to me in comments or real people, I got super flustered and triggered. But what's important is like, that was my story. That was my core wound. And it was my job to work through that with my coach And I'm super grateful for it. Like, and I was fortunate because right away I could see the gratitude in it. Like I could see 
I was able to say to myself, like, okay, Jamie, you wanted to go viral. Like you want to grow your audience. You want to experience this now. This is essentially the universe handing you exactly what you asked for and being testing you like, Hey, here's your lesson. Can you, can you work with it? Can you embody it? Can you grow from it? So then you can level up. And I was able to see that right away. Um, but it still took time. Like I've done a lot of work on this and it still sucked. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like that, what you did there is building resilience in your system, because once again, this is always going to happen, especially if you're a business owner, but even if you're not, we're never going to please everybody. There's always going to be these kind of interactions. So what Jamie is doing with looking inward and working on herself and her core beliefs is building this resilience so that next time it happens, when it happens, she won't be at, she won't be, you know, knocked out for 48 hours. Right. Yeah. It'll be maybe a shorter time or if any, any, you know, I definitely agree with that, that the more that you handle this and work your way through it and come out on the other side, it gets easier and easier. Yeah. And I still like, I know exactly what you mean. Cause I remember reading a comment in a DM that I got from someone who like went through. So I teach yoga online. So someone like went through one of my tutorials and like commented on a bunch of people's comments, like dis- like she doesn't know what she's doing. Stop watching her. This is terrible. You shouldn't follow this. Like dig, 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 dig in my comment section. And then DM'd me and was like, you should probably work with me because you don't really seem like you know what you're doing. I was like, is this your sales pitch? What? Like what? Who are you? What a monster. But I know that feeling of getting like paralyzed from it. And like, I read it at night and I remember like laying in bed, like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm above this. It, this isn't going to get to me. I'm not going to let it get to me. And then I like went into bed and I was like laying in bed, like wide eyed. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I need to respond. I need to respond and say something to this person. And like, I eventually did respond to her and it was fine. And mm-hmm. I don't even remember if I blocked her or not. Cause yeah. it didn't get any better. Like in the DMS. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, for sure. It is. But then it's like, then when it happens again, it just, you flow through it quicker. You flow yeah. through it better. Exactly. This is like, also good, you guys. So we have accept, pause. Jamie just added the next element, which is look inward. Do you believe that thing to be true to some extent? That is such a powerful question. And it's really, really hard to admit. It's super hard to admit. Yeah. But you have to ask yourself that. Do I believe that this comment is true to some extent? What's being triggered within me? We have to look inward because mm-hmm. all of you know by now, from triggers episode and from the way that Mary and I talk about triggers so often when we are triggered by something somebody says or does, it does not excuse what they said or did at all. Right. But if you're super heated and triggered and really upset over it, that means that there's something being wounded in you. I like to see the analogy of like pouring salt on a wound. There's a wound, there's something inside of your body. Maybe it's that you believe that thing. Maybe it's another wound that their actions or words are pouring salt on. Yeah. This is like a silly example, but this was one that my mom taught me when I was a little kid. <laughs> and she was like, would you be upset if someone told you that you had green hair? No. Cause you don't have green hair. You wouldn't care. You'd laugh. You'd be like, ha, huh, I don't have green hair. You don't know what you're talking about. And so that's like a very silly way to think about it, but it's very true because I yeah. think it does. It shines just like we say, be grateful for your triggers. Mm-hmm. You know, we, this gives us the opportunity to identify where those wounds are that maybe we weren't even aware of. Yeah. 
and it hurts and it sucks. And yes, you're pouring salt on it, especially if you go viral and you're getting like pounded with trolls and mean people online and bullies. Like it does not feel good, but, and I love that you were able to identify this so quickly, Jamie, like at least you were able to have that gratitude for it pretty quickly after the situation happened. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, it wasn't, it's not without work. Like I've been coming up against small things up until this point that has allowed me to then flip the switch and see it for what it is for sure. But it was, it was an important piece of the puzzle. No doubt. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to add the fourth step fourth. Yeah. Fourth step onto this through my example. So like I mentioned, so as we are recording this, we just got over Christmas. You guys are going to be listening on a later date, but this past weekend was Christmas. So lots of holiday parties, lots of family events. And as I had kind of mentioned, I was treated pretty poorly by a specific group of family members. So just to preface, because a lot of you, my immediate family, a lot of you know them, see them. This was not a parent or a partner or a sibling of any sort, but it was like distant family. So I don't want to go too much into detail because I don't want to like, you know, just call them out because that's not what this is about. But I was treated pretty poorly and actually my boyfriend was treated pretty poorly as well. And it sucked because even though they're distant family, they're still family. And in my household, we were very taught to believe and conditioned to believe that family is everything. And I feel like society kind of teaches you that growing up, like family is everything. You're only ever going to have family. And I grew up with these people. So when I was a child, so I'm going to bring in a little bit of inner child work here. When I was a child, I really, really wanted to be liked and loved by my entire family, whether they were immediate or distant. So I was treated really poorly. Um, and I guess I could say that I've been treated poorly by them before, but like this time was really, really, really different. So long story short, we ended up leaving the party eventually And I was just going through it. So it was like the initial reaction, because I will say that for the most part, and looking back, I definitely would have done some things different, but I was kind of just pushing through, um, for the sake of some others. So I wasn't, I I didn't work through the trigger. I didn't really allow myself to even feel the trigger while I was at the party with these people who were treating me poorly. But once we got in the car, it just, I felt it like, super triggered, but in a different way, it was like definitely some heat. Cause usually my triggers are like very heated heart drops in the stomach, hearts pounding. I'm hot. And there was like a teeny bit of that, but it was mostly just like a pain, like an overall hurt and overall pain. And I allowed myself to feel it. So I guess you could say that this was kind of my pause. I allowed myself to cry and to just like, let it out. And thankfully my boyfriend held space for me to do that. And I took the second step of, or the, well, well, I guess I shouldn't say I really took the first step because I didn't really, I didn't fully accept first. So I guess acceptance doesn't necessarily have to come first. The acceptance for me kind of came later, but I did pause. And then I started looking inward and I realized that, whoa, my inner child so badly wanted to be liked by these people my entire life. And I saw her come out every holiday party I'd go to with these people I, I like looking back, I, she's still here. She still wants to be liked and loved and included by these family members. And so when we were in the car on our drive home, I was like, oh my gosh, let me look inward. I 
thought I found my inner child feeling really, really, really hurt, like really hurt more than ever. And she was hurt because she felt like she wasn't enough. She felt like she wasn't lovable. She felt like she was different. She felt like she was weird because that's how she had felt growing up with these specific humans. And so that was being triggered and activated again. So I looked inward, obviously kind of had some conversation with my inner child, but I will say that the biggest piece, the biggest piece that helped me here. And this is like the last part of our suggestions on steps to take when somebody is being mean to you is shifting into compassion for these people. Yes. So my biggest aha. So I, like I said, I was going through, I was very triggered. I was very upset. I was crying. I was venting. I was like doing all the things. And then the flip switch. And then my, I felt my body go into peace and calm when I was able to shift into a state of compassion for these humans. So these specific family members are like mostly atheists. Like they don't believe in anything higher than themselves. They don't believe in source energy, universal energy, universal love. They don't believe in God. Like they don't believe in anything higher than themselves. So that was my first aha moment was, whoa, they don't believe in anything bigger than themselves. First of all, that must be really tough for them internally. I can't even imagine what they go through internally on a daily basis, not believing in anything other than the few, than their minds and their bodies. Because I remember a day when I thought I was my mind, I was my thoughts, I was my body, and that was it. I remember those days and it sucked. And I dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression and turning to food and, you know, numbing, avoiding, and suppressing. So that was my first aha is they have no idea how to be a vessel of love and light because they aren't connected to the love and light that's within them. So my flip switch started to flip when I started to shift into compassion for that, knowing that they must be really struggling internally. And therefore that's being projected onto their external world, including me. I was an easy target at the time. So I just started to shift into compassion for them, knowing that, like Mary said earlier, hurt people, hurt people. So if they're intentionally hurting me and I haven't done anything to them and they're treating me so poorly when they're my family, they must be really, really hurting on the inside because hurt people, hurt people. I shifted into compassion for them, not having, not having a connection to their soul. And that was truly what got me through. It was just the realization that, whoa, they have no idea how to be open-hearted and open-minded and unconditionally loving. And like I said earlier, I have a feeling, I have an intuition that things I post on social media, it probably like was so bad this year because the things I post on social media, the things I stand for, obviously you all know, like I'm, I'm a full believer that in our souls in our soul's connection to a higher power. And they see that because I talk really openly about that. So I have a feeling that that probably like fogged their lenses even more this year. Um, but being able to just shift into compassion for them and send them nothing but love and light, even though they were really rude to me, really got me through this. Mm -hmm. And those people need it more than anyone. Like yeah. they need that love and they need that compassion. And mm -hmm. that's not an easy thing to remember in the moment. So yeah, I applaud you for being able to do that because it's not an easy thing to do, but it really does make it an easier thing to process and move forward from. Yeah. And I just kind of asked myself too, and I said this out loud to Zach, it's like, okay, if I, like, if I were a client right now of mine, what would I say to her? Because yeah. I was like, well, how can I coach myself through this? Like if a client came to me with this, which there's a very good chance that one of them may next week when I'm back to work, because family and holidays, 
what would I say to her? And I knew for a fact, like I would say, can we shift into a state of love and compassion, knowing that their lives must be really, really hard if they don't have any idea how to be open-minded or open-hearted or, or even communicate, right? Because even if they were, I don't know what they, my specific family members would have been super upset about, but even if they were upset about something that I said or did, can you have a loving conversation with me about it instead of just treat me like shit? Right. So with the compassion thing, Mary said this, she said, it's a hard thing to do Mm -hmm. and it is friends, but if you can allow yourself to feel what you're feeling first, shifting into compassion becomes a whole lot easier because compassion shifting into love and compassion isn't, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Right. I shouldn't be triggered by this. Mm -hmm. It is allowing all of that feeling to come through and then saying I, and something I've started using in the past couple of years, that's really helped me is like using literally use your imagination. Like what do you imagine that might be true for that person that Mm -hmm. would cause them to say this thing or act like the way that they did? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as you grow your relationship with yourself and you see the wounding, as you can look within yourself and see the core wound that is being reflected back to you, you're going to get better at seeing other people for their wounding as well. When they're speaking from their wounding, you're going to be able to recognize it like, oh, that's super interesting that this person got offended by this statement. I imagine they believe that they're not good enough, or I imagine that they believe that they're stupid, or I imagine they believe they're whatever. Insert your like negative adjective there, like whatever it is, as you get better at seeing yourself, you get better at seeing others as well. I also, a lot of the times will suggest to my clients and I do this all the time too, is, um, is to visualize the person on the other end, visualize their hurt inner child. So I'm actually in the process of creating a meditation for my clients to visualize somebody else's inner child, because as you all know, we are just children living in these adult grown up bodies as are everybody who's rude to you, mean to you, cold to you, close minded, like toward you, they are all just hurt inner children. So if you can visualize the inner child and them hurting, it can also help you shift into compassion. So like I said, the acceptance for me came later. So like after I shifted into compassion, the acceptance started to come online of like, okay, I'm just going to accept that this is the way it is. And even though I know I could handle being in this situation, I'm just going to choose not to put myself in that situation anymore because I don't have to, they're just in family. And I don't need to buy into the conditioning that family is everything. And I have to put up with this treatment just because they're family. Like, I'm just going to choose to not believe that and not buy into that. And I'm just going to accept that they are who they are. I can't change them. It's their journey. If they come to this work to be a vessel of love and light one day, amazing. And if not, I'm sad for them. Yeah. I think this is a good example too, of the quote, your vibe attracts your tribe in the sense of the way that they treated you is going to make more space between you guys, most likely, maybe it'll change, but maybe it won't. Mm -hmm. And, and that goes for anything in your life. Like if you're putting out that bad energy, you are going to repel away people that don't want that energy. Right. And it's like, that's why I feel like people who are like complainers, they like trapped each other. And then it's like a bunch of complaining people or gossipers or trolls. Like you're just going to attract that back Mm -hmm. into your life. And 
I guarantee that if you are listening to this podcast, like that is not right, what right. your goal is. Like that's not what you're trying to do. So that mm-hmm. like if you do ever feel compelled to like share your, you know, opinion in a way that's like putting someone else down or share your opinion that's going to like insult someone, like I really ask yourself like is it really worth it is is this what I want to be putting out into the world mm-hmm. it reminds me of that quote misery loves company yeah exactly this is like a topic for a different day but lately I've been realizing that people who are my family who I do love unconditionally if they misery loves company so if they they try to talk about these conversations that are lower vibe or that are about other people and they want you to join in because misery loves company, but you always have the choice to set your boundary and, and not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that or gossip or trolls or whatever. I I always tell my clients, like that's a, a form of connection. You just have to ask yourself, like, how do you want to fill your connection cup? Do you want to connect in that low vibe energy? Or do you want to connect over deeper topics that lift you up and make you feel light? Yeah. You get to choose. Exactly. Yeah. There are two quotes that I want to share that maybe you guys have heard before or not that reminded me of this topic and things that I try to keep in mind whenever I am dealing with that sort of thing. One of them is anyone doing anything more than you will never criticize you. Mm-hmm. So I love that quote. Yeah. It's really good to keep in mind because as an entrepreneur, especially, but anyone creating content, anyone putting themselves out there, like it is, it's vulnerable and it can feel really scary. And anyone else doing that knows that and will respect you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the people that aren't, it's the people that are just going to like sit in their basement and be like, I'm going to like insult all these people online because I'm so hurt and angry. And, you know, it's, it's not the person that's like out there creating content too, and, and working their butts, butts off, like building a business and doing all of the work that we're doing. Like those people aren't going to be the ones criticizing you. And so keep that in mind, like when you get any of that sort of hate, Um, the other one is you can be the juiciest peach and still find someone who doesn't like peaches. Yeah. And that goes back to like the people pleasing, like you can still be amazing and kick ass at whatever you do. And you're still going to find people that just don't like what you do. It doesn't matter if you're the best of the best, they're still not going to like you. So when you can accept that and truly embody that (laughs) and continue to show up as yourself and as the best version of you, like that'll make it easier to deal with some of that criticism that you may or may not receive. Yep. I love it. So let's recap what we've talked about. So if you guys deal with mean people, trolls, internet bullies, in-person bullies, first and foremost, just start to work on your acceptance in general, overall, let's work on our acceptance of just accepting that this is always going to happen. And there are not, everybody's always going to like you acceptance can come at different phases in the moment, but in general, we just have to work on accepting that this is a fact of life. Second is to pause. So when somebody's mean, when you have a hate comment, pause, create space, just like you do when you're triggered, because you usually are triggered in these moments, take that space. After you take the space, start to look inward, ask yourself, do I believe that this is true to some extent? Is there a part of me that believes this to be true? What's being triggered within me? Is it my inner child that's hurt? what wound is being activated right now? Can I work through that on my own? And if you would like to respond to the situation, we didn't really talk, we, Mary kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but if you want to respond, I would say that's the time to do it is after you look inward and work through it, respond from that heart center, pretend that your heart 
has a mouth, breathe into your heart, respond from that place and shift into compassion. I would almost say that actually maybe the looking inward and then shifting into compassion can happen at the same time before the response. Because if you shift into compassion before you respond, it makes it more likely that your response is going to be loving and open, not people pleasy. Like Mary was saying, not like let not like the fake nice, but rather what did you call it, Mary? The the I just said firm the kindness. Firm, the like, firm kindness, the genuine yeah. kindness. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. That was really good. This is such a juicy topic. And it is, it's so funny how something so what seems so little, like a comment on Instagram, mm-hmm. can like rock your freaking world. Yeah. Isn't it? But yeah. It's because of all the wounding and conditioning in our bodies. But like Jamie said earlier, we are literally here to experience it. I mean, we're not, we, we didn't come here on earth to never experience any resistance and to just have nothing but happiness and joy and fun and play. Cause if we did have that, then this would be heaven. It wouldn't be earth. It would literally be like heaven. And we didn't come here for that. Our souls came here to evolve, to download wisdom, to upgrade to learn lessons and you're not doing any of that if you don't have some sort of resistance. So it's here for us, y'all. Don't forget it. Yep. You bet. All right. Well, Jamie, thank you so much again for coming. Thanks for being here, today. Jamie. Yeah. Thank you guys. I feel like we could have gone down 27 rabbit holes today, but we could have kept it. We kept it tight. Yeah, I like have, it. You'll have to come back and chat with us soon. I would love that. Our listeners are going to love it. All right, you guys. Well, you know the drill. If you haven't left us a rating and review, please do that. It's the best way to thank us for the show. We appreciate every single one that comes in. It helps us spread the love and get our show out to other listeners. And it helps us grow our Pretty Vibe tribe. Find us on Instagram and our Facebook group, Her Vibe is Pretty Podcast. And we will talk to you all there. Feel free to send us DMs if you have any questions. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.